Stars and Bars. Yeah. Uh, Scheme Breakers Podcast, technically episode two. Um, Steve Sharp. We're talking about the Stars and Bars today. Yeah. Um, I just turned it around. Yeah, we're going to talk about something totally he was different. Gonna be, he was going to be interviewing me. Well, we'll get, we got to get to Greek life. But no, no, we, we we will, and I think there's congruence there. I think there's there's something Absolutely, about there's. nationalism. There's something about fraternity that we could talk about and and talk about the good, bad, sure. and different. I can see it. Uh, and opportunities too. But could oh, you you know pose your question for me? Yeah. Okay. So I was wondering. My question was, what is your your? Fr- I know you well enough to know you're, you're from the south originally. Uh, what intermittently, intermittently. Yeah, right. But you you spent a lot of, a lot of your chart your childhood in the south. Yes, I did. Um, like your opinion on the stars and bar the Confederate, the the, the Tennessee regiment flag. It's not even the Confederate flag, but no. the the stars and bars and things like Dixie and things that maybe sort of pay homage to the Confederacy. Do you are you immediately offended when you see or hear those things, or do you see a little bit more nuance to it? I guess would be my question. Um. I have a unique perspective. I'll start with a story. If you most want. people from the South do. Most yeah, that's why I had to like most African American people yeah. from the South do. Very much so, and it's one that's very privileged. I must first leave with that. You know, there's, there's. Uh, I have to admit that in my life, being somebody that's been, uh, I have an advanced degree. I've been able to be in circles and spaces and social clubs that most people that come from where I come from have. Right. So, I think I say that to say all my opinions are influenced. Um, by things that an average person or someone that has my experiences, you know, on an average basis wouldn't say. To to pro forward, uh, proceed and say, I was uh, maybe thirteen or fourteen in Augusta, Georgia, and uh, my dad and I were uh, in the middle of moving between uh, one place to another, and we were putting uh, things in storage and leaving out. And I'd got some weird vibes the whole time I was in Georgia. Like the energy was different. People looked at me funny. Like, it just was a, it was an interesting place. They didn't look at me when they talked to me. Um, they, like, looked away, but not, you know, in, in like, a, hmm. in a dismissive way. Okay. Like, if somebody's taking my order in Indiana, it was, like, eye contact. In Georgia, it's like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Um, so I think that those pieces are things I cannot ignore as a child, like I totally picked up on as a hmm. child, you know, uh, that older people treated me differently. Um, so I, I say that to say, soon after loading this place up, we're going down Washington Road, and folks who are from Augusta know Washington Road well. It's equivalent to 38th Street in Indianapolis. And I see this huge flag, Dixie flag, flying. And Where was it? Uh, Washington, oh, in the back oh, of someone's a builder, truck. Oh, truck okay. In the back of someone's truck, my apologies, thank you. Yeah. Point. But, but pretty much, though, and it was like, he was like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I've seen movies, yeah. <laughs> he, and, and I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at my dad, like, can we want to pull over and kick his ass, you know what I mean? Uh, what you knew at the time? You're all, you're 13 now. Yeah, oh, okay, 13, okay. 14. So you knew what it was, you knew what it represented to some people. To an extent, right, but keep in mind, before that, and I only bring that story up first to say, you know, I was raised on the east side of Indianapolis initially. And growing up on the east side, if you go far enough east, when you see flags, they mean something else, right? Uh, okay. Clearly. And um, okay. I'm going gonna, gonna to hesitate on some pieces of that and say that uh, historically Indiana has a pretty deep Ku Klux Klan history. Um, the Ku Klux Klan... The highest membership in the 20s. There we go. History major. Boom. Listeners, by the way. Hey, yeah, but no. But I know no. a lot of random shit. <laughs> I, know a lot of random, I know a lot of random, useless shit. But it's useful now, not, right? And in, in that story, I can't think of the, that human's name, but they, you know, the Ku Klux Klan actually fell down in Indiana because uh, the leader at the time thought they were untouchable. 
kidnapped a, a white woman, took her to Chicago, beat, raped her, burned kidnapped her. Kidnapped a white woman? Yeah. For what? That seems counterintuitive to the whole point of the clan, doesn't it? No comment. Well, hey, no one, yeah, yeah. No comment. No one accused them of being logical. <laughs> but, but straight up, though, right? And because of that, the clan saw a, a social decline uh, in the state of Indiana and then subsequently across the United States, right? And if you look mm-hmm. at the things that were happening across the United States, sub, sub-regionally, uh, as it relates to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the things that were happening there, um, and, and um, the overthrow of, of um, communities, there was a time where kind of white nationalism began to rise, and the flags that exist uh, on the outer rims of Indianapolis, Indiana, from my understanding, conversations and education growing up, uh, represented Ku Klux Klan members or those that believed there was still a value and representing uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. So for me, I, I drew a very, very fine distinction between what those meant. However, in Georgia, uh, I'm being long with this, I'm sorry, but you know, in Georgia, I learned that um, people had different stories. Uh, someone who became a supervisor of mine, his name was Trey. Hey, Trey, I hope you're doing well. Um, one day I just snapped on a man because he wore a Confederate shirt in, in high school in a gym class. And he's like, look, man, I never said anything bad about your people. You know, this is my heritage, like it or not. And where, where, where was this at the time? Georgia. Georgia. You're in Georgia? Georgia. Okay. My bad for the... the no, no, you're fine. I, you may have said that. I just tuned out. Oh, no, no worries. It's a, it's, a constant, it's a constant movement. Yeah. But in that conversation with Trey, and I grew to know Trey very, very well, met his mother, we'll go over his house, share uh-huh. beer, drive his car, all that kind of stuff. Um... I almost lived with Trey. You know what I mean? Like, it was a long, we got to know each other very, very well, but that was our first conversation, right? And instead of attacking him, I said, I'm going to give him some time, and I know that the good Lord's going to, you know, uh, g- give me an opportunity to certainly readdress what he has to say. So I, I think that when we got that opportunity, he said to me, hey, man, like, I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with interracial dating, all this all this stuff he eventually told oh, me, okay. right? Well, that's wrong. Um, that's not okay. It, well, no, I mean, it's his, it's his perspective because I have to recognize True enough, his heritage is folks who understood the world in a different way than we do now. Okay. Right? And they valued people, and they valued um, culture in a different way. Doesn't make it bad or good. Certainly, I have an opinion. Uh, (laughs) But I think that, I think there's place for someone to express themselves because our Constitution says so. Um, However, I think that when people do put up a flag in 2018, they have to consider, you know, what... Uh, a Dixie flag or any derivative of the Confederacy impacts someone whose family um, was under you know servitude in that time. You know, and for me, half of my family wasn't servitude, half wasn't mm-hmm. at that time. So for me, it's a really you know uh, touchy topic. Sure. In that regard, and, and to give you an example, the family that was not in servitude, first college graduate was in the 1900s, early 1900s. For the next family, the first college graduate was in the 1990s, right? So yeah. I think there's things to say about the systemic issues that come along with, you know, support of the Confederacy and things like that. That was a long-winded way to say it, but um, I think people can do what they want as long as they understand history, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. What are your thoughts, though? On the stars and bars, I don't have much. It's not... I didn't, I didn't touch on the stars and bars. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. On, well, you did a little bit there. On, on the stars and bars, I don't have much of it. It's not something I identify with. Even I, I do sincerely think that there are people who fly that flag and it does not. They, they do it purely for a uh, a country culture. Yeah. They're rednecks. They yeah. they like the yeah. fact that they grew up in the boondocks and this is a symbol of that. 
race does not enter their mind at all mm-hmm. when they wear it yeah. or fly it. It's just this, this again, this redneck culture. And this is a symbol, a symbol of. Yeah. Um, but there are people who absolutely do fly it. Um, With ill intentions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's one of those things too. And I don't think it's fair to immediately assume that just because someone is flying it that they automatically harbor beliefs that skin pigmentation is a reliable determining factor in the sorts of traits that you would possess. Which that is like the original definition of what I would, I mean, my understanding of racism anyways. Well, let me ask you something. Yes. Who taught you about race? Who taught me about it? Yeah. This is a question. The educational system that I grew up in. Who um, made the education system? The public system. The public school system. Who made it? Uh, Well, the history of education goes back (laughs) to the beginning of our... What do you you ask? Your local education system, K-12, through who are the individuals responsible for designing the curriculum? Uh, The government. Uh, Local government, would you say? Um... Is it yes, it's a state, yeah, state, the state government, yeah. And probably got approved, uh, we don't get in the weeds, but more than likely white people, or people who say they're white, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And I think that for me, race, I, people don't like me for like two weeks and they become really cool with me after this, so so if we have a, a pause, let me know, but I think we're, we'll be, we've been friends for years. No, it's fine. Um, there's uh, a myth that we've all been taught about race, okay. um, and it's that there's more than one. Right? Sure. And I think that for me, in, in like when we're having conversations like this, um, I have to pick and choose for a, a educational sense, but I also think in life you have to pick and choose how far you go in conversations because we don't have time to go back to, you know, 1619. No, we can go all the way down, man. <laughs> but I mean like in the office, right? Or, or, all the way into the weeds, right? You know, but and we, we can't over time. But it's that I think people have a warped perception of what race is and what human culture is and ethnicity is yes. on a universal perspective. Yes. And because of that, we don't have a healthy opportunity or, or way, whether we're white, black, brown, uh, you don't identify with a particular race or subculture or ethnicity. Um, you don't have a space to practice your, your you know, um, your racial, or interracial, inter, intercultural communication, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you if I'm still, you know, kind of going for what, what we're on topic with, when you have an opportunity to, ah, uh, how do I flesh this out, Steve? When you have an opportunity to learn about how close we are as humans, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that, like Elizabeth Warren, that thing came out this past week, with me as someone who has native blood. Bad um, look, bad look. It, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll say this, as someone who has... I should, I should say for the listeners, by the way, I was a former um, employee of the Republican Party and worked for a Republican <laughs> congressman when I first got out of school. So, there's my bias that you're obviously going to see. I'm not... There, I don't, don't have any misgivings of me being trying to be uh, neutral on this. I'm not at all. But and go on. And I, but I appreciate that because I think we're not going to have the same perspective, but we're not going to agree with what will happen, Right. Sure. I think for me... I don't like, really think much of it, first of all. No, book. I don't think should. Who the fuck cares what, what <laughs> if she was a, a Native American or not? I mean, it doesn't she matter. Cares. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter what your ancestors were. What yeah. I care about is the content of, ide- of your ideas yeah. and your character. Boom. It does not matter what people fucked or didn't fuck when 
millions of years ago. Well, I'll say this. I, I do care. Only because... Um, I care that she tried to rig the system. That she oh. tried to like use it to her benefit. I'll say this. I think that given the scope of things in our, our society today, here's what I'll mm-hmm. say. I right. think like they could have used this as an opportunity to do something else besides combat our you know commit current commander in chief. Um, and I think for me, it's it's one of those things that as, a, as someone who has native blood. Do not uh, have tribal citizenship. Yeah, 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 totally. That's cool. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. You're a little bit of everything, man. That's you what know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to say. Black, Jew, Native American. Right? God, we've got like everything around here. And, and, that's and the, yet, in the irony of all, you're the most likable guy I've ever met. You feel what I mean? But, but I think that... Which is ox. <laughs> I cannot watch South Park, though. I no. can't. I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Why? Like, that's the one thing. I can't watch South Park. Why? Think, think about it. What do you mean? Think about it. They make fun of everyone in South Park. But, like, I, like I'm like i getting... Oh, I get it. I, you know no matter I mean? what, you're at the yeah, butt. Like, I, get, I get it. I get it. Every joke. No matter what, you're the butt of the joke. Every joke. Uh, well, yeah, joke's not really a joke unless it's at someone's expense. No. So. And, I, and I check that. I, I, I can watch South Park. It's just hard to... Uh, would love to create with you someday. Um, I love basketball. But, anywho, going, going back to it, I think that what it does is trivialize what people like myself write... Um, I don't know if you know this. I'm descended. Uh, it's not descended. I'm a relative of the first African American graduate from Purdue University, who I, I referenced cool. earlier. Um, for me, it's a huge feat because I knew how many tribes prior to, in that time, and then after, and like what that's looked like since. And even mm-hmm. you know, at Ball State, half of the African American males who attend Ball State do not finish, right, due to systemic issues. Um, mm-hmm. From my perspective, you know, so it's one of those things that I think for her to. To take the energy of what's all happening right now in the United States, to say, "Hey, here's this thing," and not talk about, "Okay, well, what's what's Thanksgiving, and can we talk about what Thanksgiving really was and is?" And maybe utilize that to reflect our heritage instead of saying, "Hey, give me a give me a million bucks or ten million, whatever that offer was." And well, my understanding was she used it when <clears throat> she was a being a professor at Harvard. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a minority box that she it was. Opportun- You're talking about initial, okay? Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was opportunism initially. Right? Yes, then, yes. And then it certainly doesn't hurt you to be a minority in, in politics these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's for some people. I mean, there are. I mean, there was. One can some, have that perspective. Well, well no, no. Well, it, I mean, it, I mean, you're, there, there's just there's data to back this up. I mean, for example, when I was on the campaign um, for Congressman Messer, who's a congressman, he was the congressman in this part of the state. He, um, it was pretty. We did a lot of um, research into who we thought was going to be our opponent. Like, he was a well-known, prominent Democrat in the area. Um, obviously, we disagreed with him, but he knew he knew politics. He, he knew the party platform. He knew what was up. He was a white guy. Um, the way the ballots came out on it, his name was, like, at the bottom, and some random no-name old lady in Muncie was the first name on the ballot, and she won. She wow. beat him in a landslide. Because um, she was a woman, and she was the first name on the ballot. So hmm. people who are, tend to have lean left, they just go into. The, they don't really do. They, the people on the right are guilty of this too. You know, yeah. they just, they just go into the ballot box, look for that R or that D, and just check, 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 and they just pick the first name and the fact and the fact that she's a woman. It just it gives you. There are people who will automatically vote for you because you're a woman. Today. Well, no, I think I think that to be fair and unbiased. The same could be said about, you know, the 2008 election and the voter turnout when it comes to Barack Obama, right? And I think, thinking about race, thinking about any identity, mm-hmm. when you're looking at a candidate, right, and here's where I wanted to 
get to. I just didn't think we would get there this Yeah, that's quick. Yeah, that's all right. We um, got to get to Greek life at some point. But hey, I got but, online. I got online then. But, but I think nationalism. We start We start free gaming at 9.30. Oh, I don't, I don't it's know. It's coming. We can, we're recording this, by the way. I don't know what you're talking about. But I think it's... <laughs> I Chris think is it's, coming. I think <laughs> Chris is going to be there. I am not. I will be hosting Bible study at my house. We're going to get lit. But I think lit on the <laughs> Lord. But I think the it's... Holy Spirit. I Hi, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a phone call after this, but I think um, oh, believe me, the things I'm about to say in this whatever <laughs> line we end up talking, you are gonna get some hate. If I do my if I do my job well at all, no, but I think I'll say this. I think that um, take it, another beer for sure. Yeah, in the fridge, we're family. Um, it's one of those things that when you think about George Washington, right? And I've had the opportunity to spend an extended time in Virginia. Yeah. When George Washington was the, and I'm using air quotes, and for people that know history, that's this, uh, challenged and unchallenged, the first president of the United States. What do you mean? Why is that? That's, because we'll talk about it when, the, when we're not recording. What do you uh, mean? No, come on. When we're not recording, but I don't get it. <laughs> I'll say this: um, when George Washington was. In the position and accepted and, and uh, led to be uh, the first president of our nation, right? The strong reason for their um, their having that position was because of what they had done and who they were, right? And I think when we look at who we want to lead us as a society, who we want to lead us as a nation, at that time we had a huge sense of nationalism. We got to remember that the United States wasn't even past Louisiana yet, right? Or Louisiana for mm. for folks that couldn't catch it. Sure. Um, and again, it was a different geographical sense. It was a different trade sense. There were so many. It was a different language, right? German was our most prominent language at the time. Uh, I shot the fuck up. Are you serious? Up. Yeah. No shit. Straight yeah, up. That's cool. There was I a didn't vote. Know that. There was a vote, man. And like German was the second. I, I didn't know. I'm I didn't sorry. know that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. German was it the most or the second most? I'm pretty sure at the time the most prevalent. I could be completely no wrong. That's cool. Because of uh, was it Prussians? Prussians were here in a heavy way. Mercenaries. Yep. No, yeah. well, no. The German, the German uh, mercenaries. They they fought for the English a lot. Boom. So it's yeah. you know in, in well, uh, I mean, there's a huge German population in this country. So absolutely, a lot of fried chicken recipes actually come from from German uh, German. We <laughs> say German immigrants, but no, it is German immigrants. Schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that schnitzel. Uh, uh, sprechen Deutsch? Uh, I'm uh, Yeah. I took it in the same. Like in high school, I can I can talk some sentences. Donka Shane, V Heist Dude. Nonetheless, nonetheless. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, Guten Morgen, um, Guten Abend. But Greg Oden uh, was like taking German when I was. This is like a quick side note. We'll get back to it. Greg Oden and I went to high school together very briefly. I did not know him that well. Sure. But he helped me with my German more than once while I was born in North Island. No BS. So. Uh, it's That's a pretty easy language to pick up, it like really is. compared to English. It's all Germanic languages. I think English is only tough because it's the of closest too. I mean, boom. It's, it's, English is one yeah. of the Germanic languages, but so. it's one of the reasons why I wanted to learn it. You know, it's one of the ugliest languages I've oh ever heard my in my gosh. entire life. Though, no comment for the German listeners. Um, now, nah, fuck you, German listeners. Trash <laughs> I love you. American English sounds stupid too, so it's fine. That's another whole other conversation because I, you know, I'll, and this is something that I'll, I'll be real with you. My first language was in English, is Ebonics, right? So. Like street? No, Ebonics. Well, what's Ebonics? Uh, black English vernacular. So, say some Ebonics to me. Uh, Finna. Okay, I'm, I'm about to go do something. Boom. Gotcha. So it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm fitting to. Right. 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 Or, or yeah. fixing to. 
Yeah, okay. I got you. Know, I got you. But when you think about it from a perspective of, okay, how does this person speak this way? I think about um, my the ancestors who raised me, right? So like my great-grandparents and my grandparents uh, who spent a lot of time with me did not have formal educations, uh, some of which were illiterate, right? Uh, great-grandparents, some of which. Yeah. And the way in which they communicated, there were hints of you know other languages or broken dialogue because they did not have a chance to attend public school. So for me, when I did attend right. public school, which I, I didn't attend public school until I was first grade, uh, it was tough, man. Not gonna lie. No, second grade. Second grade. Right. It's, it's tough because you're having to kind of learn. What the, What are you talking about? What are you asking me to do? Sure. Taking tests and like I remember taking tests and like we had those folders, you know, to like block. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that in my previous. Year, it was a completely black school, community school, yeah. private. Uh, they spoke Ebonics. They taught BEV, right? Um, I had to learn BEV. a whole black English vernacular. Gotcha. Uh, Google it. Google it. It's a real thing. I'm I don't give a shit. Uh, you do. Care. <laughs> you do. Deep down. I'm just saying. This is listeners. This is just me saying horrible things because that, <laughs> that that upsets you and that makes me laugh for some reason. Yeah. And it makes me look like an angel. <laughs> but I think, but in all seriousness, experiences like that, um, and being kind of acclimated or assimilated to American culture, are things that some people have to have, others don't. And to get to the point. I think Elizabeth Warren um, took an opportunity to raise themselves on a lot of privilege where they already have a lot of privilege, where they could have shown, like, hey, what do we do for Native American communities now that were displaced? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. No, it's hysterical to me that, um, not to get on a tangent, but, like, the biggest thing, like, the biggest issue, like, changing the name to Washington Redskins, like... Okay. Oh. I okay. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Like I, I do. I, I see your. I see your. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, people who are opposed to the. the I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is the most pressing issue for the Native American population in this country today. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a, Na- a Native American reservation. I actually have. Yeah. Um, we've been to. They are third world countries. They have. They are ridiculously below the poverty line. Under infrastructure under infrastructed, under underfunded, under refor in the resource, absolutely deplorable living conditions that they are in right there. I think maybe if we focused half of the attention on that and not oh let's change the name of the sports team. We're gonna benefit the Native American population a hell of a lot more. Well I think I'll I'll put it to you like this. Whenever I have a, a issue, right, and this is this could be some of the native blood, could be some of the of uh just being someone to try to find solutions, I think about a problem I have, and I think about a potential solution that sounds wacky, and I, I put them together and I, I fix it, right? And when I think about the Washington, uh, the team from Washington, as I'll say, and the name, I think about people who were human and had a life, you know? Yeah. And I think about... I get, I, I get it. No, no, no. I get it. But I, 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 think, it. I, think, I think you understand more than most, but I'm saying for folks that don't, you know, that, that are listening... I think mo- I think most people do get it. I, I they're just like they're just like oh Jesus like, but no. Fuck, I, where does it where just where does it? I mean that classic question. I mean just where does it end? Well, I'll I mean, tell you. I mean like just the thing like you could make a pretty good argument that the Patriots are like a the white mascot. You don't think so? And like it, w- Wait, well, Paul, no, Paul, no, you don't no, think no. so? No, no, it, no, sure, sure. But like, you know that like, like, it totally you don't see is. So, you don't see, oh, sure. <laughs> I was no, like, wait a minute, no, it is. No, 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 it is. But like, you don't see, let's get all bent out of shape about it. Because we're all that bunch of bloodthirsty rebels that are just going to go and 
fight the well, man no matter what. Like I, I think about it like this. I think that. I mean, you twist it, you turn the dials just enough. It's like, oh, I'm I'm represented. I'll, I'll put it team. to you like this: No one paid a you know currency to get a patriot skull or scalp, but they did pay for Redskins. Okay. So I think, from my perspective, that's how I look at it. treasure box, treasure box, right? What do you mean? Uh, problem, solution, fix. Gotcha. There's not equity there, right? Okay. So I think that that's a a good analogy you brought up because I think a lot of people don't view it that way, and I think the way I would encourage you to think about it, encourage you to think, right? Not not believe, um, but just open your open your box to say, okay, no. <laughs> Never. Yeah, my views. Uh, German words. Um, Taco <laughs> 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 I just flip the table over and storm out. <laughs> God, spray paint on my car. <laughs> but when it comes to true enough, though, when it comes to um, people expressing, you know, uh, their thoughts on that and understanding nationalism, patriotism, things of that nature, I think we have to think about people who are native haven't had a chance to have much pride, you know. Uh, on a public landscape, okay, you know, in a true way. Like we're not talking about like the movie with the three ninjas where they went well, to they the landfill. Cool tattoos though. I, I, I got one, but but I'm saying I got some cool tribal tats, man. But I can't get a tribal tat. Yeah, you can. I can, but it'll be a phony. It'll well, be phony. cultural appreciation. If you know what it means, Ooh. if you know where it comes from, like you're from a place that at some point was native land, right? Yes. You know what I mean? There's probably arrowheads in your yes. backyard. Yes. You know? So. Uh, like true enough, if you dug up your backyard, you're gonna find some stuff. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you know Maybe. what I mean. Very well could. Um, sure. I think that thinking about or taking some time this Thanksgiving, I'm gonna charge you right. Okay. With your family, dude, and and uh, I'm not gonna say your mother's name, but I know your mother's name, Marty. Right? Yeah. And your and nice lady. Yeah, nice lady. Um, Martha. And they're an amazing Martha. person, Marty. But I'll say. What'd you meet, Mark? What'd you meet my mom? Uh, homecoming okay. twenty twelve. Okay. All right. Uh, if not earlier, if not yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Man. Shout out, Martha. Oh, and a few times after. Um, but when it comes to your turkey day, I call it turkey day, you might call it Thanksgiving, take some time and think about what people who were on the opposite side, like their ancestors were on the other opposite side of this, or like they just weren't on the, the side of this table, okay. think about what they're going through, right, at that time. Okay. And as a human, I think what, what brings us together okay. is thinking about what people that might not look like us or, or that we might interact with they're going through at the same time as us, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if, um, I cannot think of many things that would make you upset uh, on a national perspective, but if a... Uh, no, you, no, no, you could Supreme Court justice that I don't agree with dies, right? Mm-hmm. And it might hurt you because you really like their opinions, right? You like sure. to read them, you love what they did for our nation and how they solidified foundation. Um, I would be like, you know what? This is a really weak point. This is a really weak point. Uh, but, I think, but I think, you know... That's me having empathy in, in that in, yeah. the, in that situation. But I think for systemic issues, thinking about what somebody's going through the moment you are, thinking about somebody who's in poverty, what they're going through at Christmas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's what helps us as fraternity people, fraternity men, which you both are, um, and people of goodwill, faith. Um, it's what helps us be good people and then do new things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. That was a ramble, man. Sort of. I want to ask you this, and then let's get to Greek life. Um, um, just on the top on the topic of race because like anytime this question gets asked or this statement gets made I find just like if there's an audience it just gets like just hell comes from the audience but when someone says to you 
um, I don't see you as a black man, or that I don't, I don't see colorblind color. Yeah, it's a problem. Like okay, but but okay, but you are aware. I mean, if one were to say that, you are aware that like, that's not what I'm literally saying. Mm-hmm. All I'm essentially saying is that the opinion that I'm going to develop of you is one that I'm going to arrive at totally independent Boom. of what your skin color is. That's all I'm really saying. When I say, brain. if I were to say I don't see color or I don't see you as a black man, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, do people not get that? Or what am, what am I missing there? Do people like understand that's what I am actually saying? Or is this just a cheap point scoring exercise to say, oh, oh you're colorblind. Like, what? No, thank you for like. I'm not being. I'm not being like uh, facetious. Thank you for asking that because yeah. I think I've asked um, several um, black friends that I have like like thank you, fist bump like, like thank you. What is it about that that I'm just not that you're that I'm not communicating? I'm only I'm only laughing because one, you, several black friends is a good thing, and then two, you making sure that you run by more than three is always good. But I think because that's a, that's a research. Quantitative back thing, not just you know. Back One of them gave me an N word pass. No, 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 not today. Uh, that's I never give N word passes. You know my rule. I didn't say I was going to say it. You say I just said once. It. We go to the grass. I just said someone gave me. I, I didn't say I was going to use it. I don't know if you ever saw my my wrestling matches back in the day with some people, but it, nobody ever beat me. So <laughs> I'll keep that fight on our feet, buddy. That's I got the reach on you, buddy. That, 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 fight that is going. the one. That's the reason why I'm not fighting that Floyd fight, that right now. That fight ain't going to the ground. That's why I'm not a. I'm uh, not letting that fight go to the floor. A, a You're multi, right. That fight goes to the floor. I'm in no, trouble. but straight up, it's like it's why I'm not a multi belt boxer right now. I have very yeah. short T Rex arms, but that's yeah. another conversation. But you're in, yeah. You're but going back to race, the very serious question you had about race and colorblindness. What I want to introduce to you, if you haven't heard, is a concept called intent versus impact. Okay. And intent versus impact essentially says that when someone has an intention of doing something, and this can be utilized with consent in a really, really, unique, mm-hmm. uh, really, really um, congruent way. Okay. If someone is intention, you know, for example, when having sex is to like, you know, have sex uh, <laughs> with a woman, and the woman right. doesn't say yes, right? Yeah. That wasn't sex. So the intent was sex. The impact might have been rape, right? Okay. And I only use that one to say that, like, I don't want to say anything about legal precedents, especially now in our nation, because it's going to be a really interesting thing for the 10 years to come. Um, because I think that I'm interested to see how, you know, Judge Kavanaugh may decide or if they will accuse themselves in certain situations. I'm just interested to see, right, uh, in that regard. So I'll be unbiased, right? But the intention of someone could be something and the impact could be something else. And the person with the intent could never have meant to harm that person ever, sure. ever, ever, ever. However, what they did for numerous systemic reasons, for numerous reasons that that person and their experience, you know, they've dealt with and have been through, um, it impacts them. And sometimes okay. it impacts them in ways that they can't express because of, of, of things that, you know, intellectually they have to go through to process. You okay. know? So for me, I'll, I'll bring that back to race and say, I think that for me, it's somewhat of a cop out because, you know, I've had this conversation with people before when I'm wearing a black shirt. What? Right when I'm wearing a black shirt, a black shirt. Yeah. Okay. Like I was wearing a black shirt one time. Okay. Uh, was working at an institution in Virginia. Was talking to one of their public safety officers after they were wearing like a. It was like three days after Charlottesville, man. Uh-huh. And they were wearing a Blue Lives Matter T-shirt. Uh-huh. You know. Sure. Not the time. Not the place. You know. Um, 
for in, in, in we can talk about that more if you have questions. But no, no, I think that matter's done. You know, well, I mean, no, I mean, I th- just because I mean, who doesn't agree that cops shouldn't be killed? And nobody's blue on this earth. But I think this. But that's not. You know, that's not what they're literally saying. But though. but people, what I'm saying though. No, they're no. talking about cops. No, no, I, so, I right, do. Right. But I think that when you equate a profession with a race, right? Uh, or a, and when we say race, we talk about the subcultural uh, sure. community that people refer to as black, African-American, Moorish, whatever. Um, Negro, whatever the case may be. Um, is Negro? It is, it is. Yes, but some there are people who That's live the on this other, earth the now. That, the other one? Well, well, I mean, my the parents, my parents' birth certificates say... Birth certificates and like uh, other documentation from like their early life. My dad was born in the fifties. Uh-huh. Did not go to any integrated schools. My mom went to integrated schools in high school. Okay. Right. So like colored or Negro has been on their government documentation in their life. Wow. So they might not identify as such, but there are people in, on this earth who don't really. Why isn't black offensive? Ah, uh, can I be real with you? Sure. Like I'm black. I'm using air quotes. Uh, and not on the Raven Simone tip, but. For me, I'm a product of the African diaspora, right? And I have to be very honest about that and very honest about the reality that all comes with that because there's pieces that aren't there and there's pieces that are. And when we relegate blackness to just blackness, I think we tell people that that's where it stops. If I say to you, you know, I'm a product of the African diaspora, you might go Google that. Mm -hmm. You might say, what the fuck is the African diaspora? And then you're going to learn something. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think that there's there's no one answer, but for me, black is not what I wake up every day, you know, in a in a in like the B A L C K way. But Negro is just the Spanish word for black, isn't it? it? Yes, but I'll give you this piece too. It's the only word that doesn't have life with it, right? It doesn't have what? Life. life. Anything that is utilized with that fra- that that frame of reference in the Latin or Spanish, right? Okay. With negro, uh, it's the only color. And I'm saying this out of order. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's I, not I, connotative. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Now. So, and that's a whole other piece that goes back to slavery and the African diaspora, right? Because okay. first it was neg- Negro, right? Uh, because of the Port of Niger, because of uh, also people not understanding um, how to speak English, and also because the fact that people thought that these people were literally dead people. Like they're they're really? pretty much they're not people. They're human. They're not. They're subhuman. They're chattel. Um, and they were treated as such for almost 400 years. I'll lay some knowledge on you in a minute about that. we got to get circle back. To I'm like, yeah, yeah, but... but Go on, because you'll, you'll, you'll love this. This is mm. probably the coolest thing I learned in all college. Keep going, though. Well, no, no, I, I'm loving to hear it, but to get to get to it, and I'll take like a minute on this, with race... Yeah, back to my qu- original question. Oh, like, so yeah. And, about and, what is it about the saying, like, look, I don't see you as a black man. I don't see color. What's wrong with that? Like, it, it? It says that there's a... Dissonance. I really was issued there. What do you mean by that? Um, separation from reality. Okay. And it's not that anybody's wrong. I, I have an opinion about that too. I'll save. But it's not that anybody's wrong. It's that you're not seeing what I go through. So, for example, uh, I got pulled over. But that's not what we're saying. That's no, no, no. no. But that's what we're right here. Okay. And you see what I'm trying to say? And I might not hear sure. that because I've gone through this a thousand times. I know people like you. I have amazing intercultural communication opportunities yeah. in my life. But for people that come from where I come from, dude, they don't, they don't live where I live. They don't have opportunities I have. They don't have a steady paycheck in most situations, right? Mm-hmm. So 
when someone says that to someone, you know, in, in the community in which I grew up around 37th and Station in Indianapolis, Indiana, and then, you know, uh, further out on the east side, they're not going to respond well to that because they're so busy processing what the fuck they went through last week. Gotcha. Somebody called them inward last week or somebody told them sure. that their hair was funny or whatever. Sure. And because nobody understood them, sure. they felt like, I'm just alone or I'm just, I, I shouldn't even okay. give you a chance. So I think for me as humans, my way to push through that in my life as is someone who, you know, uh, is looked at as a, as a, a leader in the Indianapolis black community uh, is that you have to give grace to get along. Sure. But if you want progress, you have to have accountability. Okay. And I think the thing is, I can get mad at you a thousand times for you saying that. But if I don't either Do you want, get mad at myself? No. Because okay. it's me. Like, okay. But when it's someone else, and this is a lot of my talking is to help other people that might not have the skills. When you do respond and say, hey, that hurts my feelings, and let me tell you why. And then there's like an understanding. Everybody, nobody's bullshitting each other. They're just understanding. Yeah. You can only go up, right? Sure. Because you're letting each other in. So I think that, please see my color. Right, I'm using air quotes. Yes. But know that, you know, I'm in the situation I'm in. I uh, see your culture. Thank you. Thank you. But there hasn't been a way to separate yet. And I think we should, that's where we need to go as people. Well, maybe, I don't know. I think your stuff's so cool, man. Like, some of the stuff, I'll never forget the time when you were in the frat, and one day you woke up, and you were making chicken and waffles. I I tell this story, like, (laughs) I got got some family members who are from the South. And you told me the story of chicken and waffles. Yeah. And why chicken and waffles is a thing. Like, of all the foods to put together, why are chicken and waffles, why is that a thing? Straight up. And you told me all about that. Yeah. And I learned something that day. Yeah. That was too. That was so cool. And I'll and I'll and I'll be I'll be transparent with you, um, in a very safe way. It was two, it was an election year. I was having a tough time, right? Was it two thousand twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've got to connect with some of these guys. What's the way I can do it? You know, Barry didn't have much trouble in that election. <laughs> That's over. Well, like he coasted. He pretty much. Coasted. We, we were concerned. We were concerned, but as a collective, but we're running against a robot. Again, <laughs> yeah. so, that's enough. Mitt Romney's, Mitt Romney's all right, Emma. He's all right, He's a fucking. I, I he's like Mitt. I would have voted fucking, for Mitt. Well, how, how good does he sound right now? I would have voted pres, for Mitt. Pres, President Romney. How good? Is I would have voted for Mitt compared to what you got. <laughs> I voted for Gary Johnson, but that's not. I, 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 did, I did as well, actually. As a matter of fact, I still, I'm about, you know what. I, I'm not gonna. Fact, I did. I, I, I'm, I'm a registered Republican. Do you know that I was praying about that? No, I was praying that you would vote for Gary Johnson. Oh, were you really? I'm not That's lying hilarious. to you. I was like, I'm Steve. I'm gonna have to ask him. That's, <laughs> too, That's too funny. No, I am. Um, well, Steve's my financial well, advisor. My, well, my original, <laughs> my original intent was like, I went in there. I mean, like, you know, we'll get. Jeez, we're just on politics. We haven't even gotten to Greek life yet. You know what? Another day. Let's let's get let's <laughs> another day. Um, cool thing about um, Africans. And, and and slavery. Probably the coolest thing I learned all through college was um, one of my econ professors, he wrote a book called uh, Parasites, Pathogens, and Genes. And um, hmm. basically, what it was about was um, taking a look at African Americans in, in this country, you have a... You, you see, like, there's a stigma that they are just naturally better athletes. And... The, the third leg, the third uh, muscle... Well, no, no, no. no. It's, well, no. They, they, they think that there, there actually might be some truth to that, but it has nothing to do with slavery. It has to do with tens of thousands of years of evolution. Actually, not four hundred years of four hundred years of slavery on the evolutionary timeline. You got to admit, 
really doesn't evolutionarily evolutionarily it really doesn't and it's and it's cultural too. I'll know? say this: the verdict, the the verdict that, is out. A lot of the sports that African Americans tend to be good at tend to be uh, very. Uh, affordable sports to play. Yeah. Um, so that that has something to do with it also. What about hockey? You know, right. That's why you don't see a lot of African American hockey players. But the, the ones that's expensive. Good, it's ex- sure. Oh sure. sure. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you at this point. But. Yes. No. 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 Um, but anyways, uh, he looked at African Americans' immune systems, and you mm. have a a naturally stronger immune system than most people globally. Mm. And the reason for that is uh, Sub-Saharan Africa is like a it's a rainforest just. Mm teeming with cells and bacteria and viruses and microscopes. So we've got all the people who grew up in that part of the world just exposed to malaria and and all these horrible diseases and therefore building up natural immunities Mm -hmm. towards these things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, Africans were not the first people, clearly, who were enslaved in this country. I mean, Native Americans were. Mm -hmm. uh, Europeans were temporarily. Until until 1681. Yeah. For lack of a better word, though, they weren't very good Slaves. They, they didn't burnt they, up. They they well, and they just they, they weakened <laughs> out and died. I mean, they just weren't very. The Africans were quote unquote, for lack of a better word, good slaves. And the reason for that was wasn't because they were inferior at all. They were actually superior because they had developed physically this natural yeah. immunity over tens of thousands of years of evolution. Because if you're not getting sick, your body's just going to naturally get stronger. So that was what that was what they 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 the premise of this book was essentially that Africans were indeed not inferior in any sense of the word they were the most superior humans on the planet because of the natural immunity they developed from living in that part of the world over tens of thousands millions of years really truly well, actually no not millions no ten, tens well, of thousands yeah human, human beings these, have been these for, humans yeah. yeah tens of thousands and it's other other species that's a whole other podcast but yeah but but to your point I think that coolest thing I learned in all college. But, but things like this, right, us having conversations like this, right, if we take this and we kind of take a sifter, right, and we take what's the truth versus what we're taught, and we say, okay, if we know that white people could not be good slaves, if we know that up until like the early 1700s, well, really it's 18, 1681 for a fact is when Bacon's Rebellion, right, whiteness became an actual thing, um, Hell yeah. It's it, but no, but it's because of right conditions, living conditions, performance, right, complaints. Like there's like documented stories about whites like complaining, right? Like that's not funny, but we got it we gotta do a podcast on race sometimes. We do just on race because there's like, I think we just so, did. I guess, <laughs> we'll fuck, yeah. Actually you know we can stop this one. Well, I mean not not yet. We'll keep it going and then we'll just yeah, we'll just do another one just on Greek life. How about that? Does that sound good? It'll be episode four or five. Cool, cool. Don't, um, don't quote me, don't quote me. Sure. So I mean, there is just so, but like, I mean, the, the, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this before, mm-hmm. I think, in like my consultation, just from which natural conversation, just about yeah. how um, African American culture, so much of that goes back to the plantation. Mm-hmm. And it's everything that's cool about, well, so black, it's so about, cool. about, about black, well, all of the stuff that survived today is mm-hmm. cool. So there is um, a little bit of a caveat here. It should go without saying that, um, taking away someone's humanity and forcing them to in servitude against their will is a really horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. However, um, there were the intentions, I guess, of the North mm-hmm. for wanting to free the slaves were not necessarily as um, humanitarian so I'll, as they I'll, might have let on. I'll cut through the BS and say that I went to schools above and below the Mason-Dixon line uh-huh. where people taught me as adults that uh, slavery 
was not the reason for the Civil War, but it was states' rights. Right, right. So I say states' rights to do what? Exactly. Yeah. Like explain game, people, game right? over. You know what I mean? But 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 this is what I'm saying. Less than you know, ten fifteen years ago, less than that. There's grown adults teaching children that look like me, and com- yeah. and telling them to shut up when they right. So they won't get far. I mean, it's it, it'll eventually like it, the truth comes out. Well, here's the thing though. And this is like another, this is another piece. We're in somewhat of a cyber war, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about a lot of what happened with our previous election, what's happening with a lot of our information now, is a lot of our information is uh, held captive, uh, either not being published, being destroyed, or folks manipulating it, right, to to mm-hmm. give a different perspective. And folks taking that information, not checking the sources, and then republishing, 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 and also a lot of information that's not real exists. Like Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. You know what I mean? And we still have Columbus Day. What the fuck, dude? So I think there's like, there's things that all... Yeah, back to what I was saying earlier. You are aware that that's not what people are literally saying. No. But I think that we have to, for people like me, who like, we're just like, okay, like, when y'all gonna come back and get us? You know, and not in a joking way, but it's that we just kind of hope people are good enough for everyone. And in the sense of saying that we hope you make decisions that other people can have freedoms is, is the perspective I live my life by. And, and the other sp- span of that is me doing things in my own life to make sure that my people have, right? Mm-hmm. But I say that to say the way we view slavery and, and the things that happened from it, we have to talk about education, right? I think, like, I just gave you an example of education and how, you know, uh, my family directly was impacted. Uh, by just my parents not being able to attend integrated schools, mm-hmm. right? And my dad having to, well, he didn't have to go to the military, but he went, right? Yeah. Uh, and served his country, sure. so I didn't have to. That's how I looked at it, right? I'm good. We didn't get enough service. Like, it's time for y'all to kind of maybe throw me something. So I think that uh, for a lot of people, when they hear, oh, they just, they just want stuff, or they want scholarships, or they want opportunities, it's not that we want stuff that, oh, my, oh you good. I was going to say, my bad. Uh, <laughs> you spit. So, no, no, it's... The wasps are in my throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Steve has Steve is having a rough voice today. Yeah, but, right. Um, I think when people who are in positions like I am, or people who are there's dude, I'm I'm I I just made it by the mm-hmm. by the my smile and my charm and my intelligence. But I think there's people who have succeeded much more than I can ever imagine. Certainly, and those individuals do not share many of their resources. But also, those individuals don't all the way all the way say like, "Hey, this is what I went through to get here." And because they don't say that publicly, mm-hmm. people think that they just did it easy. And they think there was no sweat, right? Mm-hmm. But there's all these things they had to go through sure. to have a suit. And then when you think about having one suit, how do you clean that? How do you afford to clean it if your parents don't have any money? And then if you have to get a job, like, I can keep going. Mm-hmm. But for some people, they just don't have the same opportunities. They don't have an equal right. access. And I'm not saying that we all have to have that. But wouldn't it be grand if we did? You know? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't want to pay for it, but... <laughs> yeah, well, we have to be practical. And that's, um, and that's another piece. I got to urinate. Let's, uh, mm, let's 